That was so out of sync, for fuck's sakes. Hello and welcome, I'm Steve. And I'm not going to go as high with my audio levels as Steve. <laughs> and I'm going to try and maintain an even keel. Ooh. Oh! Ooh. Oh! Beautifully done. Uh, and this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the nautical nimjima. Uh which I still don't know what that is. I didn't actually ask this week. Um, gentlemen, how are we? How is everyone? Al, how are you? I I steved the shit out of my weekend. Yay. Don't you fucking start as well. Fucking dick. Yeah, I, I just basically uh, enjoyed myself and uh, went to food festivals, went to concerts, did nothing of value. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. Um, I don't know what's worse. The fact that, the fact used... that it's true and it's a deep burn. <laughs> <laughs> the, or the, the fact, fact that you're a verb. As a verb. The, and the fact that half the time the verb is when you fuck something up or forget something. <laughs> and now apparently it's having a nice time. It was a Cleveland Stever of a weekend. <laughs> um, so it, actually it was a complete mistake because I double booked my mates. Because um, anyone that knows me knows that I have an inability to understand dates or times yep. um yes. and i yeah double booked two groups of mates one of which was traveling the length of the country to come stay at my house for the weekend the other i'd already booked three years in advance to go <laughs> to a concert <laughs> in another city um so day one uh was north leeds beer and food festival which was very Ooh. pleasant um, so it was a beautiful day in Leeds. Um, went to Round Hay Park and nice. uh, experienced some lovely food stalls and Jamaican rum punch bars, which is great. Nice. And then had to very quickly sober up and get on a train and go to Newcastle <laughs> in the middle of the day um, because it was a triple bill of White Snake, Foreigner, and Europe all on the same card. Um, just, just fucking amazing. And it was, oh my god. It was a, exactly what it sounds like on the tin yeah, that sounds delightful um, yeah it was good so um in reverse order of goodness uh it was, it was the white snake farewell tour basically yeah and i know why it was the farewell tour because <laughs> they're not they're not very good and they're really old and kind of borderline um Culturally inappropriate, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> Not fit for uh, today's socio-political climate. Um, and then Foreigner were good. Not exceptional, but they did the job. There was an exceptional 30-minute guitar solo in the middle. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, so good, in fact, that the same dude came on at the end to rescue the Whitesnake gig <laughs> and just started playing guitar solos in the middle of Whitesnake songs. <laughs> um, Amazing. But like the bombing so hard, you know what'll make this yeah, better. Big time. It's like I'm not even in this band. I'm just gonna come on stage. <laughs> <laughs> this song doesn't even have any guitar, and I'm gonna play. Um, but by far and away, the, uh, the 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 outstanding act was was Europe, um, and they were, as is more often the case, they were just the supporting act. It was like with special guest Europe, and they were the best band by far. Mm, um, but yeah, it was a pleasure. Nice. I mean, I. I I have no words like that gig sounds like it was would have been incredible. Um so I yeah. was, I was basically living in the soundtrack of Hot Rod the movie. <laughs> which is no bad thing. 
No, fucking brilliant. Uh, that's awesome, man. Good stuff. Um, Brett, what about you? What have you been up to? I have been balancing uh, computer work things that need to get done, bills to get paid and whatnot, but uh, getting house projects done at the same time, and I know I filled you guys in, but just for everybody listening, I know I was all keen on, I got my residential check coming up or whatever. It went so sideways when the guy showed up. It is very unfortunate that it went that direction. Um. Effectively, what happened was the boss, the guy in charge of all these things that holds the keys to are you a residence or not, that I've been dealing with for the last two years, did not show up this time. He sent underling guy. And boss man in charge has been lenient with me because I've been, quote, doing a good job uh, Mm. and trying to adhere to the things that he wanted me to do. And new guy didn't know any of that. So when he showed up, he was like, oh, you got a lot of stuff done can I see inside your walls for your electric or like your insulation or the plumbing? And I was like, well, I've, I've covered all of those and I've been running my electric. And he's like, well, I can't sign off on stuff because if I do that and then you plug something in your house burns down, that's on me. And I was like, Ugh. funny story. It hasn't for six months. And also your boss was the one that signed the piece of paper that said I was able to get electric. So I thought those things were all going to align and we were going to push through it. You know, when the guy first showed up, I was like, oh, you're not my normal guy. But I kind of just figured they knew more. Um, Mm. Nothing wrong with what he did. Like, he was doing his job, right? He has regulations and he has to do his job correctly. But uh, I, I actually talked to Jess about it. She put it pretty well. Or she was like, oh, what happened was, you know, the restaurant manager... And the manager said, you can come and eat for free whenever you want. And then you came in to eat for free, and the people working there didn't know that. Yeah. So that's kind of the the feeling that I'm going through. Uh, I now have to upload and email a bunch of photos and things like that, which I lucked out because I've been filming everything. I have imagery and evidence of all the stuff that I've done to better the place and get the electrical run correctly and all the insulation. So it's an extra step. Hopefully it's not much of a hurdle, but it was a, it was a bit of a, of a non win. I'm not going to call it a lose, but yeah. we didn't win that day. Um, so what I did to offset that was like, I bought a TV. I went on marketplace <laughs> and got like a super cheap TV. Cause I was like, I want a TV. I want to hang a TV. I got it. It was a hell of a deal because the people were moving out of town. It was a ginormous TV, like Al's TV, that big. (laughs) But in my tiny place. The blacks are like super black. They're so black, (laughs) man. But he also sold like a sound bar with it and a wall mount thing with it. And it was seriously, it was a ridiculous price. He was like, yeah, I'm I'm literally trying to get rid of it like today. That's why it's so cheap. Um, Yeah. So I went and got it. I was like, I don't know. It's just it's such a good price. I'll go and get it. I got it back here and I hung it. And uh, the closest you could comfortably sit to the TV <laughs> was at my front door. <laughs> so uh, long story short, what I ended up doing was messaging a bunch of local people because I was like, the sound bar and the mounting bracket are already worth more than what I paid for this thing. Yeah. And so I was like, who knows somebody that wants a big TV? I will drive it to you and give give them a TV. And 
my friend that I posted about, Gubby, who's the welder artist out here, she goes, oh, I have new neighbors, and they're getting married, and like they were talking about this entertainment center. I was like, cool, I'm going to deliver it. And on the way there, I went to Walmart and like call it goodness of my heart because I got a tax return this year. I just went and spent my tax return on a wall mount and a remote for the TV and then delivered it to him. I was just like, you have no idea who I am. This is <laughs> this is yours now. And they're like, wow, thanks. This is a little ridiculous. And thanks, I was like, random stranger. Exactly. It was a hilarious exchange because it's not like there was anything going to come out of there. Like, we're best buddies now. Yeah. But it was definitely like, okay, bye. <laughs> Once a year, I come to your house and watch Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> this is the agreement. Sign this contract in blood. Uh, yeah, so I, I ended up flipping the cost over or whatever and got like a very efficient and nice TV from somebody that lives like two miles away. I should have just done that to begin with, but <laughs> I got to do something nice and kind of offset the poopy feeling from the residential yeah. thing. Aside from that, it's just been continuing to work on the house. And I know I sent Steve a message, but Al, I baked my first uh, peanut butter bread last night in my toaster oven and it came out fucking ace. And it tastes like so seven good. episodes about you baking peanut butter bread. I don't, yeah, Did but I in his, his own house. In my oh, in your place. new house. All right. Yeah. I have not nice. made warm food in my place. And last night I made bread and Amazing. it was so good. So thanks again, Steve, for the B. Dylan, whatever his name is. I, I don't know it offhand, but yeah. he's great. And his long format video on YouTube where he's like, I made my own recipe. Well, I took that <laughs> yeah. recipe and then I made my own recipe of his recipe. And I like how it tastes. So. We've had a couple of good wins. <laughs> Plenty of other work to be said otherwise, but nothing too yeah. interesting. So move it along. Nice. Good stuff, man. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, in kind of contradiction to what Al said about me, um, like having a lovely life where I, I do fun things and things like that. Um, I didn't and, say that. No. I said I'd steved my weekend. Yeah, that, that was that was the thing that I was trying to say. Uh, the... Um, it was the eating. So basically, I had a whole joke about the fact that I didn't eat very well on Sunday, and I've managed to fuck it up completely, and it's it's no longer funny. So anyway, they only uh, had seven quails in the store, so I had to make do. <laughs> fucking dick. And for uh, some no, reason, they, I, none of them were gluten free, but I just powered <laughs> through it. I um I had a a, a fun uh, work week, um, just getting on with stuff, and then. Uh, Friday finished off a load of, um, of the, like the fuck around Friday projects that we'd kind of had like half started, um, so it was really nice to get them finished up. Um, so I, I had the the flatter, a couple of knives, um, and a little Hudson <coughs> Bay. Um, so it was really nice to get them completely finished off and, and done. Um, and then I uh, uh, Saturday um, just had a normal like not lazy but like a quite a chilled saturday Steve saturday got a load of shit done in the house oh, okay. um and um yeah just kind of got on with stuff uh went over to mum and dad's helped dad put an apple tree back up that had been blown over <laughs> in the storms um and uh yeah just just a nice chilled one and then sunday i woke up and i went to you've got a question yes it's apple tree related i'm not just being a dick Okay. Um, did it require sort of auxiliary support once it was reseated? Uh, it is being held up with 
um, posts. Oh, I might have to bend your ear about what's involved. You, I was going to show you a picture, then realised that this is a podcast and that won't help. Fuck them, they can wait. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm going to show you the picture. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> this is the whole music. <laughs> Where's the... Bond five. Uh, <laughs> so th- this is how we put it back up. I don't know if you can see that. It's a digger. That's, yes, I mean, there is a digger in my garden, so... Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I'd forgotten that Dad has his own little mini slough, and it's so much fun to drive. Um, Part of me just wanted to be like, Steve, this isn't a tree. She <laughs> <laughs> was in the background um but yeah so did that with dad um and just kind of yeah had a, had a nice saturday and then sunday woke up late um because i just didn't go to sleep saturday night do you ever get those nights where like you're up and you're watching something and you're like oh yeah i'm really tired i should probably go to bed and then the next thing you those know it's 4 a.m yeah <laughs> nights, nights you mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're called nights that was normal yeah that's what nights are yeah. <laughs> um so yeah had uh one of them saturday uh, and I was supposed to be getting up early to go to and do stuff Sunday morning and just didn't. Um, but I did make it to hockey, took my friend to hockey as well, which was good because uh, he's been saying about coming along since I first started doing it. Um, what I didn't think about is the fact that I'd had like a bowl of cereal that day and that was both all of my food and water. Uh, so spent... Two and a half hours of cereal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two and a half hours of just sweating a ridiculous amount, <laughs> um, rolling around a, a hockey pitch. Um, then came home, had some cheese on toast, and <laughs> went out to a gig, and then spent another two hours sweating profusely. <laughs> and uh, came home, decided that I was both hungry and um, like massively dehydrated. So had a a liter of banana milkshake as Ooh. my supper, which was delicious. Don't get me wrong; like it, it helped. It filled my stomach, and you know, I felt better after that. Went to sleep. The next day, mm. it was that was an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it has just been a, a we're we're kind of full glass at the moment doing the um, the we've got a huge cutlery order, so it's all hands on deck for that. Plus trying to keep up with everything else. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so it, it like the last few days has been just basically sitting out, standing at a grinder. Um, Jimmy and Joe are forging out the cutlery blanks. I'm um, trimming them up and truing them up on the grinder, um, and then they go back to be reshaped. Um, so I've just spent yeah a lot of time with earphones in, um, stood at the grinder doing stuff and managed to get so much metal dust in my eyes despite wearing a fucking mask um but i've been listening to all of the podcasts and audiobooks and music because when you're there all day doing it you kind of need to change it up a bit um and was listening to the making it podcast today uh and jimmy was talking about um the fact that he's building a boat where he's building a skiff um and that got me thinking about the fact that I've always wanted to build a boat. Like, even before I was in the whole in in the maker thing. Like, it's always just been a thing that I'd love to do. Um, I don't have a massive barn that I can build a boat in. Um, I don't think many people do. Boats um, don't have to be massive. So, so this is the thing. So I was thinking, well, maybe I can build a to-scale boat. Um, and then I was thinking... It's you know different we than a sailboat. 
Oh, uh, sailboat. You know what we haven't done in a while. We haven't done a uh, challenge, like a challenge for the um, Facebook group. So I figure rather than like this is basically what I do when I want to make something, I don't actually make it. I just get everyone else to make their version of it and then go, oh, yeah, that's quite a cool idea. <laughs> is that why Jim's um, making a Land Rover? Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> fucker. Uh, so, yeah, um, I've not actually posted it in the group yet, but I'm going to set a, a challenge for the group um to to make a boat and i'm just pulling up the kind of i say the list of rules is a very 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 rough list of rules that i have you made the rules music again are you getting the rules from somewhere uh well it's 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 not it's not rules it's just kind of they're more suggestions yeah but if you made them up you you you're reading out as if you're you're looking up the official No, it's because I had to. Because I was thinking about it. Whilst I mean, you've planned something. I haven't really planned it. Um, But I was thinking about it, and I was thinking like, oh yeah, because you could do this, and oh you could do that, and oh it'd be really good if you got to if you put this bit in. And um, so I was thinking of all this stuff, and then realised that I would one hundred percent have forgotten it by the time we got to recording. So I messaged Jamie just a list of rules, and then went ignore that. It's a reminder for me later. So he was just like, what? So, build a boat challenge, uh, any scale. So you can you can make a full size boat if you want. You can make a tiny little teeny one if you want. Like whatever whatever you want to do. Um, must have some form of propulsion. Ooh. So that ca- that could even be like you carve a set of tiny little teeny oars and like pretend that there's a man in there that that can do it. As long as it has a means of propulsion. What um, are those little um like? little tin like sterling engine yeah where you just have a candle in it yeah so that's what i was say is like if you want to build one of them you can build one of them if you want to even if you just want to make a set of sails and put a set of sails on it like so a tiny little like a handkerchief um yeah right um so yeah it must have like some means of propulsion um it, or like you could build a little tiny um outboard motor as long as like one bit of it actually moves then it's fine um any material uh but if it's 3d printed you can't just take a stl from thingiverse and print that out that's cheating and that's boring unless um, you're making a life-size version of that tugboat yeah yeah then if you're making a life-size life. version then that's fine you can do it um but yeah because uh like when jamie actually realized what i was talking about he said about um uh maybe like he could 3d print uh uh what the fuck is it called coracle one of the, the round boats um and he showed me a picture of it being like this is like this is what i mean i was like i know what one of those is i just can't say the word um and he was like oh yeah because i could 3d print it i was like well, yeah but if you're going to 3d print it then just 3d print the frame and then like coat it or like cover it um with leather because he does loads of leather work um and then carve the ore and uh he was like oh yeah that's a great wait no that's a really bad idea um because like if he's just going to three D print it, that's boring. Like you want to do more than that. So that's the challenge. Um, I, there should probably be like, can we have like a? So you're good at catchphrases and shit. Can we have a hashtag for this? Like, I don't want to say like just FWT build a boat because that's. I mean, it it does what it says on the tin, but it seems a bit meh. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come up with one before the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. So by the stay, time the show for the hashtag. Yes, by the time the show is produced and 
uploaded, which could be two weeks from now or in four days. Who knows? But we'll have something. We'll have something good. I don't know. We, we've got to have it by the end of the show so people can like be listening to this and they can hear it. Oh, at the end God. Of it. It can be really obnoxiously loudly shouted into the microphone. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Al. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you guys have like any... Because like, I'm, th- I'm thinking like it could be anything like so it could even be um, a boat uh, well i should say like olivia dan's daughter she did a um a forged one with like forged copper sails mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. does it have forwards. to float yes right, it does okay. have to float uh did i not say it's got to float just sure adding floating. more rules onto this thing or you said it adds propulsion whatever I, i'm pretty sure i said it's got to float. you didn't need um, you didn't say anything about floating it's got to float uh, I mean, it's the fucking. It's like the one thing that boats like are supposed to do really well is float. I mean, technically, so. in nautical terms, a boat is a submarine. So, n- actually, no. But you mean a submarine is a boat? No. A I ship is a boat, and a boat is a submarine. Like das boot, it's a submarine, not a boat. Or U boat. Or U boat. What about a fishing boat? In the Navy, naval terminology. Well, I'm not in the fucking Navy. (laughs) Obviously, you can tell with a beard like that. (laughs) I'm obviously an infantry fucking cannon fodder. Um, So, on that note, curveball, can it be a submarine? Sure. Now we're just talking about seaworthy vessels. As I say, yeah, no. I I mean, a coracle coracle is, is. is like a single person... You know, Welsh water yeah. vessel, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it could be it could be a, like a miniature canoe. It doesn't matter. Like you can do it to any scale. But I'm more concerned about how Al is going to create a submarine with a propulsion system. You're concerned about how I'm going to make something. Yeah. Are you <laughs> yes, serious? It's going to be fucking dangerous. It's not going to be dangerous. It's uranium, probably just going to have some degree <laughs> of either a nuclear powered submarine. <laughs> The best kind of submarine. Steve's got a fall, or Al, uh, I you have some. Oh, are you gonna make a drug submarine? Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's just gonna be full of cocaine. Cocaine. Um, Al is friends with a few Libyans that may or may not have access to some radioactive stuff. But uh, but yeah, so I was I was I just I didn't know if you guys had like any ideas or anything you wanted to talk about around that or whether it was because it's um. Oh, yeah, Brett, go, you go. Well, yeah, so this is something that happens very often in the design world or branding world, marketing world, and I kind of wanted to bring it up and wrap it around this entire challenge, which is how do you get through the idea phase? Because we have talked about it before where it's like having a little bit of boundary, right? Even your rule sets and just like some general terminology to say a seaworthy vessel at whatever scale that's already a load of, I don't know, options. So you have this huge breadth of things to choose from, but where do you, where do you start? Do you challenge yourself with the material or the size? Or do you challenge yourself with an aesthetic or a unique idea? Are you going to go for a scaled version of something that already exists? So, Al, I know you have to do this kind of thing with your work, but... Um, very often in the branding and marketing stuff, it's like, well, let's look at 10 people who do this thing successfully that we want to achieve. So everybody in, 
you know, sporting goods or whatever is looking at Nike or Adidas or something. And they go, we want something like that. That's like the swoosh. We want it to read like that for our sporting goods or the three stripes of Adidas. And what you have to do is try and take their idea and then create something unique. This challenge has enough of a rule set to like give you the boundaries. But where do you even start? Do you go unique? Do you go size? Do you go recreation? I don't know. That's I want to know how you would think something like this out. Al. So you've hit the nail on the head because in theory, Steve's already set the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the hard bit. The hard bit is actually identifying what the challenge is from your point of view. So Steve, although Steve has set the challenge and he could just go and make a boat and everyone could make a boat, um, I think it gets interesting when you go, actually, to me, what is the challenge? I could, you know, I could make yeah. a boat there. There's a boat, right? There you go. Yeah. Bit of paper. <laughs> it's folded. It's a boat. Um, but I would go away and go, right, what do I actually, what, what is the problem I want to solve? Mm-hmm. What what is interesting to me? What 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 is a a way for me to learn or a new skill or do something that's not been done before mm-hmm. or use something that I've got lying around? So as soon as Steve mentioned it, I'm like working through my brain up in the loft. I know there's a one of those garden multi tools with like the attachable like poles, so you can okay. have like a lopper or a chainsaw yeah, or yeah, yeah. edge strimmer. It's all that, but yeah. The heart of that is a tiny little two-stroke engine. Yeah. So the second Steve said boat, I'm like, right, well, that, I don't care what shape the boat is. I don't care what material it is, uh, how big it's going to be, but I know that that p- mo- engine is going to mm-hmm, be powering yeah. the boat. Mm-hmm. Might not even be powering it with a propeller. It could be a hovercraft, for all, all as I know. Mm-hmm, I've not mm-hmm. started designing it yet, but the challenge in my head is how... Paddle wheel. There you go. It's basically a water wheel, Steve, but moving. Yeah. It's the, it's the opposite of a water wheel. <laughs> um, so that to me is then me making, almost making my own challenge off the back of Steve's. Yeah. Not because Steve's wasn't compelling enough, but it's like it's like in my job. So when a client comes to me, Brett, I want a like logo. It's like, no, you don't. That's what you've told us you want, but we, I've got to go away and work out what you actually want. And that's the hard bit. The doing bit's the easy bit. It's, yeah. uh, it's identifying the challenge. You... That was the exact verbiage I was going to use. Identifying the challenge, right? If you see the challenge is just, I need to make a boat, and the first thing that comes to mind is an old pirate ship. You know, for, I don't know, I grabbed that out of thin air that I'm thinking about a pirate ship. But if that's what you immediately go to, then you already have those restrictions of aesthetic or scale or whatever it is. You know, how many masts does it have? How many flags does it have? You can... Your challenge that you're setting up for yourself is to make a scaled down version of whatever that thing is. Versus what you're doing is how I typically approach projects, which is I get inspired by like a certain aspect of it. So whether it is the propulsion or just the thing that will eventually provide the propulsion, you have this little engine. For me, it would be sales because I have wind aplenty out here. And I think it would be hilarious to, I don't know how I'd, Fill a vessel with Land boat. enough water. What is it? Land boat. Land boat. There you go. Like those big spidery ones, the kinetic ones. It's not, not a like boat. The movie but Land like... Shark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Candy Graham. So 
I, I would like to go for wind, right? And mm. that being said, okay, now I have sails. And then I reach back to Steve telling me I need to have a tattered sails and refuse in the form oh, of yeah. old buildings and stuff. And it's such a cool idea because I'm like, yeah, Steve, I'll just get right to that. Well, it hasn't left my brain since you mentioned it. So I'm like, could I make a ghost ship that moves in the wind out here? And how big or small would that need to be? Like, what is realistic for me? So my challenge is not in the choosing a uh, an aesthetic or a... Well, I guess the scale would be a big challenge, but mine's more water. I want to know that the thing floats. If Steve's going to secure that in as a rule, I have to make something that floats. I don't have access to water anywhere close to me. It's going to take a serious drive for me to go and do that. So now I'm looking at like, oh, how small can we go? How small say, and fun yeah, can we get? You could make it float in your toilet. Right. But I could cut down. I have all this beautiful cedar and I have so many scraps yeah. that are all very small. What if I could trim them down? Because I think there's a mini table saw, like very, very yeah. small little table saw. And I could just make like popsicle sticks and actually bend them yeah, yeah. and do the, the whole ship the yeah, way that it would technically be done. So it, the challenge now becomes working at scale which steve has talked about in the blacksmithing stuff plenty of times but mm. working small doesn't necessarily make things easy and if i was going to do that i'm not doing it for craft's sake because i could strap some popsicle sticks together and be like it's a boat i would love to actually recreate a scale version of something that i come up in my head of this ghost ship that floats in the wind oh See, my god the thing is, is well like well, as you're saying this i'm thinking of some kind of like big forged kinetic sculpture that just like goes round and round in the wind it, like um with a, a ship almost like um like one of those like yeah. a mobile yeah but like what one of those but it's like one ships of those in rides. space yeah one of the like fairground rides where you just go around like that and you put a child in it um see i was thinking about there's the actually permanent that was insurance. called company from the mini of life where the, the buildings <laughs> just turn into boats yeah. yes uh Funny enough, that ride that you're talking about, Steve, at my amusement park where I grew up, it was called the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. Hey. It's just ships, different kinds of ships. But see, now you're bending the definition of floating. Like you made that a an aspect or a rule. But like yeah. I would still say that if you were to make one of these big, you know, kinetic sculpture floating things. It is still kind of floating. It's floating in space, yeah, right? It's, it's, a, it's, off, it's off the ground. Yeah. Floats off, like a yeah, butterfly. Sorry, off the ground. Yeah. Because um, it, it's like I said, like the whole, uh, the, the rules, as it were, they're definitely more just kind of guidelines. It's, 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 never, it's never particularly strict. Yeah. And Al, I don't know if this is something that you do, but I'm specifically pointing out, like, Steve, what is your definition of floating? Because... That's either a conversation that the client has or that I have. Being less in the buoyant than the surrounding material. There you go. Um, <laughs> but it, it gets into this terminology of now, like you're starting to pick apart the challenge, right? You're trying to find, you know, the rules. Now you're bending them or breaking them. And it can yeah. sometimes lead to, like, the more you constrict yourself and say, like, this is the rule set that has to be maintained, it's only going to be black, white, or red in color. It's going to use only these materials, whatever. You're going to start like compacting yourself in versus these kind of challenges to me are the same thing I dealt with in the past in the design world where it's like 
I know what you want or what you're communicating to me is this. What I'm going to do is deliver three versions of the thing that you want. Here's the one within yeah. your rule set. Here's the one where I bent the rules. And then here's the one where I completely fucking broke them. And that's typically the one that I like. Where I went, yeah. you gave me a definition, and then I broke through the brick wall. And now like we've come up with something very unique and new. And the client will... Client. Listen to me. <laughs> the client will go, Brett, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, I know you weren't. <laughs> That's why you I came to me and it. asked me for this thing that you found on Pinterest. I ain't going to yeah. do that for you. Because <laughs> like, that's why normally with the challenge challenges, I normally just say, like, make a die or make chopsticks or whatever. Like, it, it's very kind of uh, loose because one of my favorite things about doing them is seeing the way that people kind of interpret them. Like, because some people will just go out and, like, just shave down two bits of wood make some like bog standard chopsticks great brilliant you've done the challenge it's fine some people go out and they'll like just go absolutely off the wall with it and that's fucking great as well like it's it's really nice seeing different people's kind of interpretations of it that's what i love about the challenges is the fact that like it's it's never just uh like if, if you get 20 people making it it's never 20 identical versions of the same thing it's always 20 things that are all completely unique and completely different mm -hmm. um and that's what i quite like like i think a challenge like this should be um should be quite good fun because like you say like everyone's just going to come up with completely different ways like and that's why i kind of wanted to put the idea of it's got to have some form of propulsion in it because like yeah you, you can bend that rule and you can like you can like make a a model of a an outboard motor and just stick that on and just pretend that that's the propulsion or you know you could actually go off and you could design a little sterling engine or you could you know carve some ore skiffing fuck <laughs> sakes there it was that's the hashtag nailed it, though. <laughs> nailed it well done well done right so God damn it. uh hashtag skiffing yeah that, yeah, that's the ha hashtag uh, i'm just gonna have a quick look on instagram and see if that's actually already in use um, he's so good at it that's yeah. the problem he's so good at it <laughs> I know um, but yeah I think like the idea I, I don't know why I'm trying to have a conversation whilst I'm also trying to Google um, but I quite like the idea of there's there's only 500 and something posts for skiffing at the moment, it's out, that's so basically I think, ours I, yeah I think we can take it and it is it's just people on skiffs yeah, uh, so yeah we, we can totally steal that that's fine they're going to be so confused because it looks like it's like it's like a local like skiff hire place that's using it <laughs> and uh and yeah they're, they're gonna be really confused when they get a load of like random weird how often do you think those people are actually searching like i'm gonna see what the new people using that hashtag are no fuck them <laughs> yeah. we got it uh but yeah right so skiffing for your uh that's s-k-i-f-f-i-n-g for your hashtag for when you make a boat um and that's the, that's the other thing is like like Al said like it doesn't even have to be a boat it doesn't have to be like a fishing boat it can be a fucking submarine or it can be an air boat airship look if yeah. it was up to me making some sort of dirigible or airship yeah. from a Final Fantasy game would be like, I've, I've had that wrong. thought in my head a few times of just like. I used to make the rubber band wind up airplanes in a class in middle school. And it used to be like, oh, yeah. how long can you get it to fly? That was the challenge. 
And so you had the rule set of, like, here's the general plans that we use, and you cut out all the balsa wood, and you affixed everything together, and then you just super wound up this rubber band. But people would do, they'd shift a little bit, and they go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get away with only like three ribs on this wing rather than four, because it'll make yeah. it an ounce lighter. But then things would get lighter or different shaped, and then the rubber band, they'd over-tighten it, because they're like, well, we're only supposed to do like... 15 rotations on it, but what if I do 20? And then the whole thing breaks in half because it's under tension. Yeah. But it was amazing. And God damn it, no one gave that class enough credit back in the day because <laughs> that teacher was so involved in the process of like, why? Why are you choosing to do yeah. that way? What What is it about adding this camber to your wing or like you could slightly tilt them so it, it would actually naturally turn in the air and that yeah. way you could work in a smaller space and then like propeller bending people would do it you put it you wet down a piece of flat balsa wood and then went like kind of catty corner on a wine bottle yeah. and then just wrapped rope around it and it gave you the curve that you needed for a propeller oh there was so many good things that came out of class and no one gave a shit about it because we did a similar thing uh i think it was in dt but we had to design a um like a car that you just put at the top of the ramp and whoever like got the furthest um, same sort of thing but as you were saying that I was just thinking about like because I as soon as you said about the the wind-up plane thing in my head I was like oh yeah because there was that thing with uh, the um, the paper plane with the longest flight was actually just a circle of paper mm. for ages um, which got me thinking about paper planes which then got me thinking about paper boats and you know like the little like triangle paper boat thing um, yeah the thing I'll reference which, at the very beginning of this episode yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool um but i was thinking that but like doing it out of maybe do it out of leather or better yet do it out of metal like imagine someone doing that out of sheet metal and making sure that it all worked and it all like stayed buoyant and everything i feel like that's fucking cool with that i feel like that's a Lindsay creative project like instantly (laughs) (laughs) so this is the thing is like already i'm already thinking about like who would make this and who would do that like because um I've got, uh, I opened up Simon Woodhouse's um, SW Creations on Instagram. I opened up his um, Insta account just now because I was like, I I would love to see what he came up with because he's built some really cool, really interesting stuff. And he does a lot of work with like old classic cars and things like that. Um, And I just love to see, because he's, he's a proper fucking engineer. Like, I would love to see what he came up with. Is just like, oh yeah, I just knocked this up and it's a fucking beautiful like handcrafted ship um but yeah like i'm i'm genuinely i really hope that people do take up this challenge because i think there's there's some potential for some really um unusual water or air faring vessels yeah. um I, I i would love to see somebody i'm just gonna throw this out there if somebody wants to be an overachiever and try and figure out how to do like a wind up or if it was motor-driven, super cool if you can get something to actually like, run for a length of time. But look up like rubber band propelled airplanes and the, the guys that build them. There's tons of YouTube videos because this is like a subculture of builders. Um, if you could make one vertical and have it be like a, a dirigible or like mm. one of those old airships from Final Fantasy, you win as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Not that there's any winners in this, but I would love to see something like that. Um, I, I think this entire aspect of, of like seeing where it will lead people is so 
it's it's part of why I always liked looking at the different makers in our space because yes, I know fifty knife makers off the top of my head, and even though knife making is not necessarily something I'm jumping after, I do love seeing everybody else's different takes on it, and yeah. it's it's always really interesting if you tell. 15 different maker problem solver people to build a bed, it's going to come out different almost every single time, right? I'm so intrigued to see everybody put their own little spin on this thing. But what what's your timeline like on this, Steve? Because I think that kind of restriction can really make a big difference on like viability. Because if it's too That's long, right. then it's like no one's going to fucking do it until I mean, last week. No, normally these are these challenges are make this thing you've got until i get around to making this thing which could be a couple of weeks it could be a couple of years um so yeah i i, I don't i don't have a, a timeline for this this is just a bit of fun like there's there's, there's no end date because it's not a um like there's, there's not a prize for it like if someone if someone listens to this show in 2025 and hears it and goes fuck i really want to make a boat make a fucking boat there's no like i, I don't put that kind of restriction on people live in the now steve if you're, if you're listening to it now then sounds like before... loser talk to me <laughs> fucking how long have you got six six weeks nice there you go yeah but if if it's past six weeks and still fucking make one i still want to see it i don't give a shit about six weeks say. yeah end end of um, june end of june End of June. That's six weeks away, roughly. Sure. Let's fucking see what you got by the end of June. I'm I'm um, joining this, by the way, which I wasn't really planning on, but I don't fucking care. I'm going to join in on this. <laughs> uh, all right, but you got to make a video of it. Um, 100%. But, I posted a link of something I'm already thinking about in the chat. You can look <laughs> at it and don't tell anybody. Uh, but also, um, like for those that are listening, they're like, oh, fuck, they're, they're talking about like really complex massive bills and nope. stuff like that fuck it no. nope nope even if you do literally just make a paper fucking boat and you just put some funny drawings on it or you paint it or whatever the fuck you want to do like it doesn't it doesn't have to you fuck it you can get a pop a popsicle you can get a lollipop stick and just put it on the water and make a little like matchstick man that's a surfer on it and call that your boat if that's what you want to do can we can we campaign to not call them lollipop sticks because they're not lollipop sticks. They're ice lolly Why? sticks. <laughs> lollipop sticks are little thin cylindrical yeah, but... sticks that have lollipops on the end. You're talking about an ice lolly stick. Yeah. Yeah. I they're am. called popsicle sticks. See, no, at least not. that's accurate. It might be irritating, but it's accurate. Because <laughs> <laughs> to me, a popsicle is one of those, like, it's... Tongue depressor. It's long, thin... <laughs> no. It's one of the long, thin... Um tubes of ice that you get that like, like a flintstones ice lolly yeah 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 and and there was only ever like in a bag of like 50 there'd only ever be one cola flavored one what's that one about um okay so i gotta throw this out i gotta throw this out shut up what you're talking about steve if you're gonna try the conversation there yeah well your internet's going in and out anyway so i'm just gonna like fill the void in and out to net <laughs> Do you immediately look at this, Steve, and go, because of my aesthetic and the work that I do, I'm if you're going to do something, it's going to be out of metal? 100%? Me, me or you? You. No, fuck no. <laughs> I've got a clue what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. 
I only ask that because that's part of the whole approaching a new everything that I've been talking about. What where do you start your your first steps, right? Do you go, I'm comfortable in this material, so I'm going to start with that and then just see where that takes me and get inspired by something or maybe try and make the metal version of your folded up origami boat, right? But you you could choose to work in a material that you're comfortable with. I also see see these as what Al said a little bit ago as an awesome opportunity to try something a little bit different that you haven't because of the scalability of it. You know, leather can get expensive, metal can get expensive. All of this kind of stuff goes up in price the bigger it gets. So what what's the single person thing that Jamie's talking about? What's it called again? Oh, the coracle. Coracle, right. Um, Trent also talked about those when he was on the podcast. But I'd love to, you know, have an animal hide waterproof vessel, but I I feel like that's a lot of work to get into the framing and everything. Or it's just, it's something that could go horribly wrong really quick. But making a small version of that would probably be super easy to do. And I know the craft stores over here, like the shitty big box craft stores over here that don't actually sell good quality anything, they have leather. Hey, you get, get, but it, yeah, go to the scrap section. Yeah, they're they're always in these little scraps and stuff. Be perfect yeah. for a little half dollar size. See, I because the thing is, whenever I think about a challenge like this, I always, I I like taking um, taking like a traditional method of doing something. And then scaling it down like i love doing little mini versions of it but doing it like you said about um getting the the tiny uh not bandsaw what's the other one table tiny yeah. table saw. Yeah, yeah. like milling milling your own tiny lumber and like doing it like that like i love that that's that's probably where i would go first um the other option then is to go from that to be like right okay well like how could i do that a bit different like could i do little strips of metal and weld them together and do like a a metal boat but constructed like you would construct a wooden boat rather than like you would construct a metal boat or all right well is it possible to do like the same kind of construction that you would do on a metal boat but with a with bits of wood so like some bent ply or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the look on al's face there <laughs> like what um and like rivet all that together like what other ways could you do it like i i love the um the whole thing of like taking taking something that's very traditional and very kind of almost fixed in the way that it's done and then applying that to something completely different like let's say like taking a um a wooden or a wood technique and applying it to metal or vice versa um and i kind of love the idea of taking something that's completely unusual like make the entire boat out of plasticine or whatever or leather or, or you know um I, lo- I love the idea of, of doing it as like a dirigible and kind of subverting it or or having it as a dirigible but the actual like crew compartment can detach and then that becomes a submarine sort oh my of thing. god like, <laughs> that'd be so like, cool like and, and this is like but again it's it's that whole thing of like how far do you want to go with it mm-hmm. like i yeah like i I honestly don't know. Like I, I set this challenge purely as a. I have so many ideas of things that I'd love to do, and I know, full well, I'm going to struggle to get even one of them done, let alone multiples, <laughs> sort of thing. Whereas if I, uh, if I challenge everyone else to do it, I can kind of, I can make vicariously through them, and uh, and get them to do these weird and wonderful, cool things. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah because it's the same with the, the, the 3d printing side of it like i i kind of love to just 3d print one um but like i just don't have the time to sit down and relearn how to you do all the 3d modeling and then build it and do all that but like i again if i was doing the, the 3d printing i'd potentially just 3d print just the the frame and then frame it out with another material mm-hmm. or you know just 3d print the panels and make the, the frame out of wood or whatever like um i would like to see yeah i think go ahead this sorry carry on <laughs> i just want to see um our our large scandinavian friend carve <laughs> a miniature dugout canoe like old school <laughs> dugout canoe because he's a fantastic whittler and carver but i want to see like the smallest one he can possibly do <laughs> But what I want to see is I want to see our, um, our Norwegian friend uh, Don't forge quote that. a little tiny ads and a little tiny hewing axe to give to Terrier so that he can then use that to do it. Oh, my Christ. This is getting real. Yeah. Uh, um, miniature tools. Yes. Miniature tools. I, I, if, you, if you do... I haven't made a miniature tool in so long. If you do make a scaled down version of something and also make the tools please include literally everything you use <laughs> i love seeing people's <laughs> solutions to scaling down like if yeah. you've ever seen uh al this goes back to the pixelation thing that you talk about in the wood carving where you, you had a hand and then you got like higher definition yeah, every yeah. time when it comes to scaled down the thing that always irks me it's i know it's just an opinion and it's probably my little like artsy brain in the back of my head going oh you, you could have done better but it's when you take a material something like say linen you know that you're like oh that's like sale material and i have this linen when you make something that's you yep. know a few inches tall and you use a cut of that linen it it doesn't perform the same instead because it's got a different yes, weave exactly yeah, that's the, the first thing i thought of when you were talking about scale model it's like well you can't use leather because at that scale <laughs> it would be six inches thick yeah it's <laughs> There's there's just some but, things uh, I'd love to see people's problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Goat if you s- kill and skin a mouse to make the leather for your leather project that you're going to do this boat out of, please share. <laughs> but maybe privately, I'd love to see how you do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I would like to see people like if if specifically you're doing something about scale down, maybe try and pay attention to how the scale affects. The materials that you want to use too if i was going to make this little tiny boat that i have in my head this ghost ship boat of rags um i would really want to try and find some like crazy thin wispy material you know that would just suit yeah. a very small ship and actually give it a little bit of weight airiness whatever weight sounds the opposite of what i mean but i'd want to see things flowing and moving the kinetic sculpture yeah. like steve said if if somebody makes a weather vane that's like a ship that rotates around on a central axis, I think that's a really cool idea. I don't know. What could you, what could you have fun with with the scalability yeah. of that? Yeah. No, and like I said, I, I think I'm genuinely looking forward to if people decide to take on this challenge, like seeing how they interpret it, how they, like what solutions they come up with for, the different problems depending on what what kind of interpretation they have um but one thing i would say is to 
like if you are going to do it obviously yes include the the skiffing um hashtag but also feel free to tag all of us like probably don't tag the ftwt podcast one because it, i've only it's only me that's got access to it and i don't check it often no enough. tag us um, for sure yeah but tag tag like each of us uh because we would all love to see it because shit like that is spiffing <laughs> which means brett you are first hey all right so amidst working on house stuff and being inside on the computer i've been catching up on podcasts and media much like steve and one of the things i had heard of that came out recently was the northman (laughs) so Hmm. i don't know who all is into this stuff i know we have a lot of like pseudo vikings and you know wild beastie folks but holy crap if you have not watched any of Robert Eggers' movies, um, he was in the industry for a long time doing like producer stuff or he was more behind the scenes. Now that he's directing or that he has started directing more often, he did The Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did The Lighthouse, which if anybody watched that, like if you haven't <laughs> seen The Witch, he has a vibe. He has a tone to the way that he makes his movies. They're so much less exposition a lot of crazy like context clues that you kind of have to put together so there's a little bit of a of i don't know the more you watch the more the more detail oriented you are the more you'll appreciate the movie but oh my god i watched the northman and Skarsgård's amazing but the whole cast is great the movie is insane it's super intense but it's like if you asked Robert Eggers, who was doing these kind of cerebral, almost horror movies in the past, and then they're like, hey, do an action film. He's like, eh, I don't really do action films. And they're like, we could get a good cast for you, though. This is what he produced. <laughs> it's very good, and it's available on Amazon Prime if you've got that. It's on like early release. I know it's in some theaters and stuff, too, but I just did the online purchase and watched it yesterday and it was well shot and i just liked a lot about it and that's it for me so robert eggers mainly just like check out his films i think he's doing something different i i don't know it's a vibe it's a tone but the northman was pretty damn good nice yeah you get to Go see on. ethan hawk in it <laughs> and 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 willem dafoe willem dafoe and <laughs> Yeah, a shit ton of any, other fi- any film that makes Nicole Kidman watchable is exceptional <laughs> in my eyes. <laughs> she was alright. She was alright. Uh, She's alright. <laughs> Al, better than what Aquaman. What about you? <laughs> Sorry, calmer than you are. Um, so I have got a Instagram illustration account, but it's more kind of an animation account. Um, but they're little kind of one to two second animations. Um. And it is called Abby Toads. So A B I dot Toads. Um, uh, Abby is a mushling mama, and all her um, posts are about mushrooms, apart from the odd frog, which is charming and delightful. Um, and it's uh, it's somewhere in between Hayao Miyazaki and B 
Beatrix Potter. <laughs> I can't think of a better combination. Um, this lovely kind of yeah. sort of anime style, but really beautiful watercolor illustration at the same time. But they're animated, and it's just very soothing and calming to watch. Um, very wholesome. Very wholesome. Check it out, Abbey Toads. Yeah, no, that's a great shout on. I I one hundred percent approve of that that spiff. Um, sorry, I got distracted by watching. A mushroom sat in the rain um yeah no good shout uh i am gonna be looking at that more yeah it, it needs one of you two's chilled out um spotify playlists yeah on top of i was just the, about it, to say yeah. it's it's very like lo-fi, lo-fi animation that's, that's sort what of. i'm looking for i'm not down with domingo yeah. um yeah i i i approve um I'm also going to go for a, a illustrator, although no animations, more stickers. Um, so uh, it is strawberry waffle, spelt in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it in the shows. Um, but yeah, strawberry waffle on Instagram. Um, they also have a shop and a Etsy store. Um, I found out about it because someone sent me, excuse me, sorry. Uh, someone sent me uh, a link to their Turtles in Hats vinyl sticker pack, which is basically just a bunch of tortoises in different hats. And it's it's just really cute and made me giggle. Um, and yeah, they've got a, a bunch of different um, stickers and stuff like that. And, uh, and yeah, just like the, the illustrations that they do, it's just... Again, they're just nice and wholesome and cute. There's, there's some otters, like an otter saying... May I have a little? You may have a little sip and holding up a juice box, and another otter that's in a like vest top thing with glasses. They're just cute. I like them. They're cute. I think she needs I to like work them. out what a turtle is. Yeah, I know. Well, that's the American thing, isn't it? Like where they call tortoises turtles, and I don't know why they do it. Brett, why do you do it? What's 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 going on with that? Oh, well, I couldn't overhear uh, what you were asking because it was just drowned out by you being a dickhead. As always. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. That's one of the best comebacks I think you've ever come up with. Fucking brilliant. Well done. And um, I did a nice segue at the start as well. Yeah, yeah, this is true. He's learning, see? I, After I got six sleep. years or whatever. I got sleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, go check them out. Uh, have you guys got any other business? Yeah, go watch Red's video. Yes, he, go watch, Red's, go watch makes, Red's video. He makes painting a room white compelling. And make sure you watch only where Red can. Make sure you watch Ellen's video because oh yes, she oh the heavy metal name. Yeah, she knocked that out in such a small amount of time and had to learn <laughs> like fifteen things in the production process and just killed it. So I hope she gets chosen again and gets to be involved in that whole situation. But that video was brilliant. So nice, good shout. Um, I had something else that I was going to AOB as well. And I can't remember. I'm doing an out. I can't remember what the fuck it is. Um, so, yeah. Fuck it. I don't know. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us. Oh, I've got one. Social media. Play- oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, if you missed and forgot like I did, Better Call Saul is back on Netflix and Series oh, really? 6. And it's great. Oh, uh, that's it. Fucking um, uh, words. Love, Death and Robots is uh, yes. on from Friday? Uh, no, it's the 30th. It's out. 30th. Unlike uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which was meant to be out on Friday and just didn't appear. Oh. 
Well, hopefully it's out this Friday. Don't know. It's the 13th. So I apologise after spiffing it ah. and it didn't come out. So boo. This is yeah, not well, a re- I... this is not a Netflix release schedule um, <laughs> podcast. It's just yeah. things we like. <laughs> well, I'm hoping everything everywhere all at once is out on by Saturday because I'm supposed to be seeing it in London on Saturday. Oh, it's um, out at the in the theatre. Theatre. Yes. Theatre. Yeah, I don't know where the Netflix thing came from. Because it is out on Netflix, just maybe not in the UK. Ah, uh, okay. But why are they putting it in the theatre and Netflix? Anyway, that's a subject for another time. Um, yes, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metaworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack. I can't think of a, po- a boat pun. I used it up. <laughs> a poke A poked pun. I can't think of a boat pun. A poke bun. What's a poke bun? Uh, poke is right. like a His... raw Hawaiian kind of meaty, fishy, fruity oh, thing. Oh, fuck yeah. They, yeah. So you have that it in is, a bun, like a bow. So it'd be like yeah, a yeah, fusion yeah. bow. Yeah. Poke Ooh. buns. I fucking, I fucking Gotta love catch that. Gotta catch them all. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Brett's until... coffee's worn off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that look of just like, you guys are fucking idiots. Uh, the What was I saying? Yes. Until next time. Uh, go out. Have some fun. Define what float means to you and enjoy yourself. And we love you. Bye. Bye. Uh, Stop recording. I'll hack kayak. Oh, damn it. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs)